The Sea Podcast. And welcome to the CE Podcast, another edition with me, Scott McManamy, and join with me, as always, Henry Capper. Henry, how are you this fine day? I am keeping the best on still surviving, Scott. How Very are you? Good. Yeah, just uh, avoiding the plague like it's the plague mm-hmm. and uh, trying to trying to keep healthy and safe and sane, which is harder said than done. But thankfully, we have some questions from you, our lovely viewers, Uh uh, to keep us entertained and to keep us thinking uh, and that's what we're going to do today we're going to make start making our way through some of your questions to us um, most of them that we're going to tackle pretty uh, serious or you know at least kind of interesting or witty uh, but we want to start off maybe with some of the goofier ones that have come our way um, starting off with this from Andrew Murcroft why are Gilly and John not hosting Henry, do you want to tackle that one? Yeah, that is the most difficult question that we will probably tackle um, in this podcast. <laughs> um, probably because they're virgin on technophobes. So uh, the thought of producing this is quite simply beyond them. So. Pretty beyond me as well. Yeah. But, you know, John just got Facebook during coronavirus. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and Gilly, Instagram and as well. And Gilly actually followed the CEA account. He follows one account. It is the CEA account. That is the most Gilly Carson thing in the world. Also, Gilly has to self-isolate for 12 weeks. So he is he is uh, just disappeared. He's gone. We Other, don't know where he otherwise is. Otherwise occupied. Yeah, he's just, he's gone. So he's out of, he's out of office. Um, Anna Atchison writes, asking, if you could have one mode of transport for the rest of your life, either a giraffe or donkey, <laughs> what would it be? Uh, uh, mo- mode of transport, giraffe or donkey, you know, then our, our good lord travelling on something like a donkey so and it's the donkey was probably there in, in the nativity so let's go with that <laughs> can you imagine a giraffe in the in the stable just <laughs> head up by the star you know um <laughs> I, I wanted to I, I thought about this Anna I was gonna go for a giraffe because just imagine how majestic I would look galloping along Northway on the back of a giraffe but then the pragmatics hit me mm. and could you get a giraffe through the drive through at McDonald's <laughs> I know McDonald's isn't open at the minute may it rest in peace temporarily but you couldn't get a giraffe through the drive through whereas a donkey would, would stroll through safely yeah. so it's it's gonna have be it's gonna be a donkey well, can 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 giraffes gallop? Like, yeah, can, I don't think I've ever seen a giraffe like run before. Well, I used the word majestic to describe a, a giraffe galloping. It's not majestic. It looks about. It looks how it would look if if I ran. <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of my mind's concocting images of sort of Bambi on ice. You know? Yeah, which Bambi, Joshua Neal or Ashley Bambi? <laughs> Both. Both Bambi on Bambi on ice, and uh, two Harrys right in uh, asking. Well, football-related questions. Uh, what team do you support and how are you coping with football? Uh, well, I'll answer the latter question with it not very well. Um, the Lord has actually been revealing a huge idol in my life, which I <laughs> very much knew was present regardless <laughs> of COVID-19. And, you know, I really, really am struggling. I literally put on my football boots the other day. <laughs> Just... For the sensation of putting my football boots on like it was 
Time, times are tough, Harry. They're very tough. Um, you know, in... saddest thing I've ever heard. And I've heard so many sad things. Yeah. We've just done a podcast on suffering, and that is still the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm, I, honestly, I'm not afraid to admit that. And I'm sure a lot of other people can relate. Uh, what was it? Um, what football team do I support? Yeah, yeah. I, everyone knows I support Portadown, and then I support Newcastle in, 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 the, in the Premier League. Though I have to do say this, and I always make the point in saying this, especially because... I love them so much. I do support Northern Ireland and that video Northern Ireland put up um, the other day of of whenever the coronavirus ends, you know, everything will be better. It, it was emotional. And if anyone <laughs> has seen that, they'll know what I mean. It was it was a bit emotional, that video. And top marks up the Gawa. I, I'm a Man United fan and so I'm coping quite well without football because I have a lot less misery in my life. So, um... I'm doing all right. Missing missing the seven aside on Wednesday nights that I usually play, but uh, oh, sure, I'll be all right. And you'll survive. Uh, you'll survive. I'll, I'll manage. I'll manage. Um, we want to maybe tackle a few serious questions. Um, and again, thank you to those who've who've written in, um, especially Olivia Millington and Anne Atchison, absolute bangers. If you've got questions, if this even brings up more questions, feel free to hit us up on social media um, and ask a few more. Um, but the first one it comes in from both Anna and Olivia, uh, and it's kind of along the lines of this. Uh, tell us about a Christian that you look up to or, or someone who's mentored you or helped you grow in your faith uh, and why. Maybe you want to kick us off, Henry. Yeah, I suppose for me, a, a couple of people come to my mind right away and they're uh, folk who have had a real profound impact in my life. Um, I'll share one and then we'll bounce sure. back to yeah, you, yeah. Scott. Um, one of the guys who's had a real impact on me is one of the my elders in church that I grew up in, Portland Baptist, a guy called uh, Raymond Pollock. Many will, will know Raymond. Raymond was former principal of Bamberg's Academy and he is an all-round legend. And really it's been the last, I would say, sort of five, seven years that I've really got to, to, to know Raymond a, a lot more. And, you know, as an elder, you can sort of assume things that, you know, they're a pretty wise guy and that they... Um, love the Lord obviously and they're faithful and they love church and you know they're ticking a lot of a lot of boxes but um, with Raymond I would always say he's, he's a guy that's always went the extra mile in regarding um, to, to get to know me and to, to invest uh, time in me you know we would still even though I'm not a Portadown Baptist at the moment still periodically meet up always in contact always wanting to know how I'm, I'm getting on and you know as you know the the ups and downs in my life particularly in the last sort of um, 12 to 18 months um, you know he has been very very compassionate with me and you know we sort of mentioned in the in the last podcast of the right things to say he was a guy who always knew the right thing to say and even to sort of condense a little bit ask the right questions and I suppose that all goes into just sort of how, how wise and, and discerning he, he is and you know he's, he's an older guy guy I look up to and a guy that I know will sort of always be there and you know anytime I've ever had to you know bounce an idea or have a question or an idea or something like that and um, he's usually one of the go-to guys and I have and I would even extend that not even just for me but for so many and my family as well um, he's been, he's been a top quality guy that I admire a lot. 
Yeah, I don't really know Raymond, but uh, he was on so many uh, forms for CE mission trips this year. May they all rest in peace. Thank you, coronavirus. Uh, but he was he was on so many forms as, as references for people. Big Ray Pollock five at gmail.com. Please don't send them spam. I think. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Raymond, for all the emails that come your way. Have has like even has being in a different church you know you said you still periodically meet up with him has yeah. that has that been hard for you with that relationship just maybe missing out on it a bit more or yeah well i suppose both i suppose it's how you look at it and one th- one sense it's made me value it a lot more sure and um, because you know it, it you know it's it's one of these weird dynamics it's not really until someone leaves they realize how important a relationship was you know once you leave school you know you see your mates every day and then all of a sudden you don't see them you're like oh actually i was really good friends with them and they're the people that you'll you'll reach out to and make time to meet up with and so on and i I suppose that's the reason behind meeting up with him and you know (laughs) i think one of the good things is is you know it's not all like deep and heavy it's very light-hearted and you know the crack and banter is, is always flowing, which is very much needed and essential. So yeah, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, I, I, you know the guy. You know this question was asked, and two guys come to mind. The first one is is Jonathan Olson, and that's sort of um, what you say. It does. It's not always heavy. That's just Jonathan, mm-hmm. in my opinion. He's just yep. someone who's real, uh, who took me into his life and showed me sort of what Christian living looks like. He took me under his wing. Um, just was honest with me about you know things that were good things that weren't in his life honest about uh, ministry and i think he was honestly the first person i ever saw uh, be a minister and be someone who i think you know that's someone i can be like uh, i guess i grew up in a country church with a really good minister but uh, i'm a classic presbyterian and you think classic presbyterian minister you think maybe not all that exciting and you think suit and if there's one thing that don't go well for me it's suits and uh, Jonathan was just himself he's just who God made him to be and uh, was was happy with that uh, and that's some that's that just captivated me that's something that I really admire in him um, you know obviously God's made me a certain way and with that comes certain um, character traits that maybe aren't so good and certain propensities to sin in certain ways Um and those aren't okay but you know being who god made me to be uh, and being comfortable with that and, and serving him that's something that jonathan really um showed me what that looks like in life um he's up i should have said this at the start he is a pastor in philadelphia so obviously i, I rarely see him uh, i haven't seen him for two years in person which is wild to think of but we i'd say we message probably at least once a week and uh he is someone I can go to for advice, someone to talk things through, someone who will always give me an honest answer and that's something I, I really admire. Yeah. Right. Well, both of well, I know PJ, you know PJ as well. Um, we both met him at the exact same time. Yeah. Um, you've sort of built him up, which I think he certainly deserves. What was your, let me ask, what was like your initial reaction my to initial, Jonathan? My, my initial reaction to Jonathan Wilson was, who's this guy? Uh, and then when it was introduced as uh, oh that's the pastor I thought no no who's really the pastor he's just not <laughs> he would look out of place um, in most churches in Portland I mm. put it like that yeah he has actually been to both of our churches and 
was out of place. Preached up a storm though. What a yeah. man. Absolutely love him. What a man. You said indeed. you had two people, I think. Uh, yeah. Before. Who's your. So Big Ray and who's numero two? Yeah, flows quite nicely. Another Philadelphian. Well, not quite Philadelphian, but based in Philadelphia now. And to be honest, it's one of my close friends and it's uh, Joe Sinagra. Uh, Joseph Sinagra. Many folk will will know of Joe. If you're connected with, with CE, you'll know that he is one of our prayer partners. Um, alongside um, Sherwin and Jonathan, who Scott has 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 just talked about, um, Joe's a, an elder at Grace and Peace Community Church, and he runs up the summer camp that we have been sending the team out um, for for nearly ten years, which is a, a crazy thought. And I've been able to go out each summer and see Joe, and Joe has been able to come over to Ireland once as well, and uh, you know see my family, stay in my house. And though we only get to see each other, you know, for a couple of weeks in the summer, um, it is very sweet and real. And it's actually made me think so much more that even though it is a couple of weeks each year, that that friendship is is real, that it's strong, and that it, it it's going to last. You know, Joe, um, you know, has sort of, I I wouldn't I, I would say Joe has just been. A, a really true um, friend to me more more than anything um, you know it's a very terrible cliche but I really can't think of the words to to describe Joe and honestly he would hate that because he hates people praising him and he certainly will not be listening to this so I'm okay I can say whatever <laughs> I really want to, to, to gloat him up but he has been um, such a, a true and honest and wise friend and has has helped me and has made me think a little bit more you know he hasn't been afraid to if i've said things in the past to even come with a maybe a counter argument in a very gracious way or one of the things that i love about the relationship i have with, with joe is that we have disagreed over things mm. and it's been totally fine you yeah. know obviously we're not really going to disagree on major 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 stuff um, but you know the secondary the the tertiary things in, in life are in christianity you know we're able to sort of park them by the side like he hates sport yeah so it absolutely <laughs> makes no sense that we're friends genuinely like he is allergic to sport and i am the complete opposite but i think that's just so beautiful it's more often not seen in in many relationships even some relationships i i have where disagreements and difference of opinion always seem to be seem to raise their head every so often that is not the case with joe and one of the things that i admire most and i really couldn't say this um about anyone else because i i've i've literally seen it of him is how he um raises his his family and how god honoring that is um, joe's a, a number of years older than me i'll, I'll leave that at that but um having lived it with him um for many um summers and staying at his house and seeing how he he loves his family and loves his wife and makes him a priority and really really is desperate to to witness in how he is a husband and a father is you know it's compelling is what i would say yeah i mean that's the same thing for me and jonathan for example mm -hmm. you know 
Elijah's middle name is Jonathan because he's someone who's made me love Jesus more, who's made me um, rethink about things like family more, yeah. um, which, you know, leading to uh, the second guy who's probably had most of an influence in my life, who I look up to, he's just not quite as nice as, as uh, a middle name for your second son to have. Uh, he's called Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Brian Savage. and uh, Or Jonathan's, you know, maybe 20 years older than me. I don't know how many years Brian is older than me. He is an older man. He is a retired minister. Um, he goes to my church and he is... He is my best friend at all of church. I adore him. My favorite things about Sundays are my conversations with Brian afterwards. Mm. He's um, he's just a guy who is right about everything. Not someone who you know thinks they're right about everything, but someone who is right about everything. Who will tell you exactly what you need to hear, whether you want to hear it or not. He's someone who's so gentle. Uh, but if he's correcting you, he'll be spot on, and he'll help you see the error of your ways. And not just the area ways, but he will he'll help you to change and glorify God in all that you do. He's someone who makes me feel loved, to know that I'm loved with the questions that he asks, with how he listens. Um yeah, Brian's just an absolute legendary man. And 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 if you saw him if you saw him you would not think he would be my friend. Um he's just a um yeah, an older man, um but someone who's had just uh, an incredible impact on me uh one of the things that he did that i appreciate more than anything in this world uh, I, I work for uh, a church and uh, sometimes working for a church you get some criticism and i was getting some criticism um some of which yeah maybe i deserved and some of which i definitely didn't um and brian a couple of weeks after this was sort of going on he took me aside and said um you've changed how you're acting to to uh to please the people criticizing you and that's wrong he said god has created you with a personality so be yourself Mm. and uh yeah what a dude just makes me love jesus more puts books through my door for me to read prays for elijah loves to see elijah church uh, always asks about ruth um it's just a top top lad so those are those are four people who have collectively impacted us. Yeah. I suppose as I think about those four people, a few things, they're all older than us. Yeah, which absolutely. Is, which is an important thing. So they have a lot more life experience than us. And I suppose one of the sort of the, the recurring theme or characteristic that um, is connected to all them and what we have communicated is those four people were all very much concerned about us as people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They wanted to take time and effort and you know even sacrifice to invest in us and you know i'm sure some of the times they may have thought what's the point or is this is this helping or is this i've made a huge mistake (laughs) or am i even doing anything anyway or maybe a lot of it was you know they didn't really think they were doing anything at all Mm. but you know they were just getting on with their lives just doing what they naturally do with with others um and that's just such a um such a it's an attribute that, you know, I want to replicate in my, in my own life. And I've, you know, I had sort of that epiphany moment once I was sort of like about 18, 19, 20, where I was like, oh, I'm getting older and people are starting to look up to me. And I remember sort of the impact I had in my life and sort of how I started to think and how I started to look out for, hmm. for others as well. Yeah, I guess that's a challenge to you at home if you're listening to this. Um, try and find someone in your church or, you know, someone who's a, 
an older or wiser godly Christian who, who will take time and invest in you, go and seek that out. Um, it's, it's definitely worth it. And if you can be someone that other Christians can look up to, then then do that. Make sure to make an effort uh, to get to know those younger than you in your church or, or at CE or whatever it is. Uh, make sure you're someone that uh, is approachable and is willing to, to share your life with others because that'll have an impact uh, far beyond your wildest dreams for, for Jesus. Mm-hmm. We should also make... Uh, make the point of mentioning Gilly as well. Half of you are probably wondering why hasn't Gilly made our, our top four yet? Uh, that's because you know we all expected you're all expecting that anyway. Um, but you know Gilly has been an absolute legend for for my life, and I know for the same for for Scott as well. You know such a profound impact. I was just actually thinking we got a question about you know, CE and sort of how you know CE came about. And today I was thinking about that question, and it just made me think of of the impact you know one one man had on on just one organization and the impact uh, that has spanned so many generations. And you know it's great to speak about that sort of broadly, but you know to know that personally and to call Gilly a friend is something. Yeah, absolutely. Special. I think when it comes to you know Christian, you look up to um, Gilly goes without saying really, but it's it's good to say it. Um, Gilly will love you, and we're so grateful for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, uh, favorite book of the Bible slash what's good for a new Christian to read? Favorite book of the Bible. Um... That's one of those like notorious questions that, that people ask and you know, is there a right answer, is there a wrong answer, you know? Like if I were to say Leviticus would That's it, that's the wrong answer. Would, would that be the wrong answer? Okay, so it's not Leviticus <laughs> just in case anyone is I, I never know how to answer these questions, so how I sort of think about them is really you know what I've actually spent most of my time in, and if I was to pick two books, I would say that the I go with with a gospel first. Um, the the Gospel of Luke, I've spent a lot of time in. Whether that's been you know just devotionally or just reading through, I just sort of keep being drawn back to it. Um, I, I love the the detail that's contained within within Luke, and there's a you know there's a real emphasis on on you know the humanity of Christ and you know his compassion and healing people and so on I'm just really drawn by it. and then I would say also if I can double dip is yeah, the book of James as well and well that epistle and just you know my goodness such a practical book in how to you know live life here and now um, you know I just read it and I, I just I'm caught and just struck by how this book, this 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 letter that was written two thousand years ago, honestly, it could have been penned last week. Yeah, that's good that you went for two. I went for two as well, and they're two different ones, so that's good as oh, well. well done. Uh, I'm more godly than you, yeah. uh, so I I won from both testaments. Is there um, is there three testaments? I, I did not know you're that. You're a Baptist. You don't believe in the first one, but. Uh, uh, if I want to go for an Old Testament book, I'd go for um, Ecclesiastes. Uh, Ecclesiastes is just a book that is honest about the realities of life. Um, it just says it how it is, and I think that's tremendously helpful. I just think it's it's um, it's been a really helpful friend in times of um, trouble. Uh, it's been a really helpful friend when I want wisdom in how to live. It's just it's just top notch. It's completely weird to read it as well without any help um so that's why we went through it last year at ce and hopefully those are still on the website for you to check out some good talks in that but 
what a book that is. New Testament, um, the book of Romans, I just think is different gravy altogether. Um, it is majestic in every sense of the word. Um, it's been really helpful for me to understand uh, who God is, um, which obviously is very important. Um, what what I am like before God, outside of Jesus, why I need God, but most importantly, what life is like for me if I belong to Jesus, if I know him uh, and, uh, and and love him as my saviour. I think Romans is just um, absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy, Ray Ortland, he's a pastor in the States, and I once heard him say that you should take uh, an Old Testament book and a New Testament book and let them master you, let them be your lifelong friends. And I thought that was good advice. So um, I know I'm only 26, but I'm taking Ecclesiastes and Romans on the journey with me. Um, those are my two go-tos. Um, there was a second part of that question. If you're a new Christian, what you should read, or if you're going to start reading the Bible properly, maybe for the first time, you've thought about that one, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, well, from the, the Bible point of view, if you're a new Christian, just trying to get to the basics of everything, I would encourage you to read in the Gospel of Mark. For the first reason is it's the shortest, and you know that always um, appeals to people. Um, but uh, there's there's really Mark's answering the big question. You know, what all of us really need to ask is who is Jesus, and and he comes um, to present who Jesus is, and he is he is the savior. He is the the, the he is the Messiah. And he answers that um, very well. Um, so if you're someone who is a new Christian or maybe you know somebody who you know is just quite struggling with the Bible, there's probably no better place to start than um, a gospel. You know, looking at the story of Jesus and probably the gospel of Mark would be, would be, this, would be your best option with that. So that's from a Bible point of view. Is there any books that you could think of? Well, let me just... Before we go on to the books, let me just say we are in sync because Mark was my go-to book as well. Um, and I, I would throw on a caveat to that. If you're going to read Mark, read it out loud. Um, I think you should read a gospel because if, you want, if your Christianity is about Jesus, then you should read about Jesus. But read it out loud because if, when you read it out loud, you have to slow down. And when you slow down, all that sort of little bits of intimacy, I don't know, RE class knowledge or Sunday school knowledge that you have about these stories, you slow down and you get a fuller picture of who Jesus is. Um, read Mark, read it out loud. Um, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a new Christian and you want to read a book about Christianity, um, I'd say The Gospel by Ray Ortland. It's a little green book. It probably costs you seven quid on Amazon. Um or uh, Supernatural Living for Natural People, um, also by Ray Ortland, and it's all on uh, Romans 8. I think I have read and reread that book about 13 or 14 times over the last 13 or 14 years. It is that good, and you come back to it, and there's always um, something something for you. Yeah. What about you? Again, I I hate these questions because there's no right or wrong answer. I could literally say anything, and everyone be like, "Yeah, it's a really good." The decision. Quran. Yeah, Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. <laughs> no, don't no, don't no, don't no. read that, please. Do not read that. Uh, I'll just say one book that's had a a big impact on me, and it was probably a book that surprised me. Probably that's the why reason why it, it impacted me so much was, um, it, and it's an old book, um, Jesse Ryle Holiness. Oh yes. It's a it's a great book. Jesse Rao was um, 
the Bishop of Liverpool and he has wrote a book on, on holiness uh, many, many moons ago. And, you know, again, I made the comment about the Epistle of James and it's the exact same. This book was written um, about 140 years ago and, you know, it could have been um, penned a couple of days ago. It is, it is relevant stuff. You know, how, do you, how are called to be holy, set apart uh, as Christians? We sort of get that. And he just explains, you know, what that is, but then how we live that out in, in really, really simple terms. Um, thankfully, that book has actually been reproduced. I think 10 of those have actually re- uh, yeah, published it. Little, little yellow book. Yeah, yeah, I, that's the version I, I read. So honestly, if it wasn't the an older copy, it'd probably stay a mile away from it. But, uh, you know, very accessible. You can get it online. And yeah, that was just a really really helpful book i find no it's not it's not it's not it's sort of one of those in-between books it's not a wee short book that you could read in a couple of days but it's not like a you know a goliath uh, book as well so it's not a big chungus you could not a big chungus you could yeah. read it all right if you're not a reader so yeah. get get reading those books of the bible um if amazon are still delivering or you know uh good christian bookshops such as uh, icm or the evangelical bookshop are still delivering by the time this comes out uh Grab your mask credit card and order them. Uh, definitely, definitely worth it. Uh, as we close, Tom, Freeburn asks, um, does your heart just sink when you see Asda Goodies in the CE talk shop? Because clearly no effort has been made. <laughs> that, that question cracked me up. Literally, once I read that, I, I, I laughed out loud. So thank you, Tom, for brightening up my day whenever you, whenever you did send that. Uh, the very honest answer is... is <laughs> Is yes with a uh, with a no because once I see that I the reason I am so disheartened is because a someone has has actually just went to Asda and couldn't bother their backside or b they have completely forgotten and Gilly has then went to Asda <laughs> ten minutes before seeing you're bankrupting Gilly so, you selfish people yes so um yes. I am sick of those donuts from Asda. They are the worst thing ever. They are tasteless. They are terrible, but I will say this. Those little uh, chocolatey, like, cornflake bites, they are out of Ooh, this world. They are like, glorious. I don't know how they're, uh, they're one pound for so many of them. Yeah. Um, if you're going to buy something from Asda, just buy buy those. Uh, Tom also asked, how can, how can he pray? How can he pray? Or, I guess, you all pray for the CE planning team um, over the next wee while? Um... I guess there's a few things we could pray for. Um, lots of our plans have gone out the window. Uh, mm-hmm. Olivia asked us where we sad that New Horizon was cancelled. Lol. Um, that's word for word what she said. Uh, and we are. So New Horizon's out the window. Yeah. Mission teams are out the window for the most part by the looks of things. Um, we just need a lot of help from the Lord about what we should be doing uh, and doing next. Yeah, I, I think that's the bit. wisdom and what, what to do and what not to do. You know, I suppose, like most people, you've been plagued on your social media with, you know, abundance of random ministers and pastors out their back garden giving devotional thoughts every day about butterflies and you're just <laughs> sick of it by now. Um, so we don't want to be, you know, cluttering everything up. We want to do um, just a number of things and, and do them well. And hopefully this podcast will be will be helpful for, for many. And that's just maybe one of the things we'll do. Um, so I suppose we, we would appreciate prayer in that. Uh, we would appreciate prayers. We genuinely do think about the, the future in regards to is there anything that we could 
remotely do in the summer as it seems to be that uh, you know the summer has been cancelled you know um, the 12th of July has been cancelled so obviously the summer has been cancelled well you know every every cloud every cloud every cloud but even bigger than that as we are even thinking about um, September and Lord willing we'll we will be back and in some regular routine um, for the most part of our lives and hopefully see will be in the swing of things. But one of the things is, you know, as I read that question from, from Tom, the second question, <laughs> I like I would never even think of that. I, I would always say our prayer would be actually for the folk at CA. That sounds really, really spiritual and, you know, pious of me to say that. But, but that is genuine that like we would, Pray. We are very much concerned about the folk at CE, um, and we we long for those folk to still be connected with with everything that we're we're doing. As difficult as that is, especially the folk, you know, there's a lot of guys who are still connected, plugged in with their church, not super, but there will be folk who, you know, maybe just for one reason or another, aren't plugged in in a church, and we're really hopeful that this is able to connect with them and encourage them in these, you know, difficult times. Absolutely. Uh, well, we hope today uh, this podcast has been helpful for you. Uh, if you got anything, you know, as we said, we want ideas of maybe what we could do and do well for you guys. If you've got ideas for that, uh, get in touch. If you've got more questions for uh, a podcast, get in touch. But until then, wash your hands and stay safe. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>